Welcome to Running Inside Out, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. So, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of Rochester, New York runners. In this first episode of the Running Inside Out podcast, we have a roundtable with Laura Reckerth and Mike Weldon. We talk a little bit about Mike sandbagging his way through a successful spring, including a win at Muddy Sneaker, a third place at Medved Madness, and a third place in the Ontario Summit Trail Marathon. We also discuss a goal race versus a training race. And uh, among the rest of our meandering conversation, we talk about an epic weekend of Ontario Summit and Cayuga Trails 50 back-to-back as well as the abundance of choices for weekend trail racers in the Rochester area throughout June and July. And then our featured interview is with Scott McGee, who is the race director for the Twisted Branch 100K, which takes place August 29th and runs from Naples, New York, all the way to Hammondsport, New York, almost exclusively on the Finger Lakes Trail. Scott talks about some of the challenges of organizing such an epic adventure, as well as his motivations for taking on such a monumental task. He also chats a little bit about what he feels will make for a successful Twisted Branch experience. So, with that said, let's get to the roundtable. Your um, injuries and how you're still winning races even with injuries. I'm waiting for a race to get closer so I can complain about my Achilles. (laughs) So, you've complained about the... Your uh, shin splints, your um, broken tibia, your tight hamstring. Achilles is up next. Torn hamstring, compound fracture. (laughs) Uh, You know, race day, last minute decision type stuff. So, well, we won't talk about your exact injuries during sneaker. I don't think the world needs to know about those. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was back then. I had really bad diarrhea. Race day. I was yeah. For a half hour, I was in the woods before. That's the the rally to beat the yeah, band yeah. right there. Massive that's blowout. Uh, that's the rally to end all rallies. Yeah. So that was end of April. Eighteenth, right? And then May, the next race was sneaker. And sneaker was was April. Mm-hmm. Madness was May. Sneaker sneaker was April 18th. Yeah, on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was, I think, was May 2nd. May 2nd. 2nd. Whatever Bear Mountain was. And, no, it was probably even after that. I don't remember the date. Both were good. Um, both. Yeah. Well, and that's both races that we, all three of us, ran in. Yeah. And they all happen to be Trail Runner of the Year races. Which I realized I have two Trail Runner of the Year races, and I'm registered for Damn Good, so I could use like a third Trail Runner race. And I've been like putting off signing up for Zero SPF. You can do the Ozian Mountain. You can do the Ozian Mountain race. I could do the Ozian Mountain, and then doing so, doing Andy Frank races yeah, is a good idea. I like Andy Frank. So then the thing I was thinking was, I probably shouldn't be in damn good, because everybody's like, well, as long as you don't race it, you know, because it's a week before Twisted Branch, 
Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a great idea. That's why I'm not doing it. Especially if it's the fourth trail runner of the year race. Mm -hmm. But I could do SPF in Ocean Mountain. You could. I'm missing SPF for the third year in a row because of other races, um, always. But, um, yeah, I'll be doing Ocean Mountain. And you, at, uh, you didn't skip last year because Kip was running, right? No. Why did I skip last year because I was stranded in Pittsburgh? Mm. No. Yes. No, I was in Scotland last year when it happened, or somewhere in uh, Prague. I was, <laughs> Pittsburgh, I was, I was Pittsburgh in, or Scotland? I was in Europe one year and Pittsburgh <laughs> the other year. I, I miss it every year. I was either in Pittsburgh or Scotland. I'm not sure. I was, I was glad to hand the victory over to Kip. <laughs> so then um yeah so you're gonna do spf right mm-hmm. and well i guess maybe i could do that i was planning on i would just go and hang out but why not you know and then um the the new girl on the block right kendra is doing zero spf so that should be that should be fun. That's why I wanted she's, to volunteer it. She's good, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to volunteer, because then I could, I could watch it mm-hmm. happen instead of chasing you two. <laughs> Being 20 minutes behind and asking what happened at the end. Yeah. We, I mean, Kendra doing Twisted Branch, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, there's, you know, I think a whole lot to talk about with Twisted Branch. <laughs> yeah, well, what's cool is... Um, I think everybody's, like, hyped up with this 90-day thing. Like, there's 90 days left. I never thought of it as 90 days. I was always like, there's 12 weeks. I never thought about time. No? Until Sean's story started. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 90 days is is 90. I think think it is a a bit too far out to start thinking about it in terms of, you know, a sense of urgency. Um, I mean, you look at... uh, Talking about Jamie is a bit different. Um, He's, you know, he's a a bit different of a runner and has a different calendar but you know the idea is there where uh, you know building a base at this point is good for folks like you and Hobbs um, 12 weeks is ample time to build a base for 100 I mean mean, I think there's a lot of uh, you know Jamie trains very well and very wisely for races he's a very smart runner um and he'll, you know, the most the most important uh, chunks of his training for Twisted Branch are going to happen in July, probably in first week of August. Uh, and there's a lot to be said for that, but there's also a lot to be said for people like you that haven't run a hundred k before, making sure that you can run a hundred k, or right. you know, what it how how uh, good it's going to be to spend, you know, twelve, fourteen, uh, fifteen, hopefully not sixteen hours <laughs> on your feet. Um, well, but he also, I mean, talking about building a base, I mean, he ran a 50-miler, yeah. right, right? Yeah. like just a couple he's of weeks fine. ago. I mean, so much of his base building is races. Right, he so he's not... And then Laurel Highland's coming up. Right, so this, that's... Yeah, his... To me, that's, like I said, I've been training since December, right? Like, yeah. as, soon as, I, as soon as I clicked the button for Twisted Branch... Mm-hmm. I was training, training for, for it, branch, right? Exactly. So yes, uh, a part of it was training for Sega Honda, and and you know some people are like, oh, you call Sega Honda a training run? Well, yes, it was. It is, and, and you, I, th- I think that 
there's a you know a way to distinguish what what actually constitutes a training, and you look at like what happened with Jamie at Sagahunda, where it was uh, mm-hmm. a training run, but also turned into like a you know a, an attempt to win, which ended up not going as well as it could have gone, uh, and keeping you know something like Laurel Highlands in the in the foreground and being like this mm-hmm. is the goal, this is most important, and then right. you know him obviously having the the wisdom to, you know, and, and what it takes to be like, okay, I'm going to drop out of this race and, and move forward now rather than kill myself mm-hmm. trying to win a race that ultimately was just a training run, something that just kind of popped up on the radar a week prior. Uh, right. And, I mean, so, like, Laura runs Cayuga 50, quote-unquote, as a training run. But it's not. It's, I mean, I think there's, multi- you can have multiple peaks yeah. in a year. Yeah, Cayuga was not a... I wouldn't say it was a training run. Right. Yeah, it was a goal. It's a goal, right? Mind the Ducks was a training run. Mind the Ducks was a training run. Uh, BPAC would have been a training run. And uh, and the 50K that you run that you ran, you know, during the Ontario Summit preview was training. Training runs. But, yeah. so that's what I mean, like... But, I mean, look at a race uh, in terms of... If it goes, you know, the fan, are you willing to drop out of it? Uh, Cayuga probably was not a race where if had the fan lore would have been like, okay, I'm done, whereas it turns into more of, okay, I'm going to finish, you know, no matter what it takes, right. and hope for the best. Uh, Twisted Branch is probably far enough away from Cayuga to, to you know, have some, some freedom to make errors there and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, recover from a, an effort that gone you know horribly wrong but everything went really well uh and you know well and i guess like i wasn't I, there was no way that i was planning on dropping out of ontario summit right like the yeah. the goal for me even though it was quote unquote um i i ran two marathons a week apart both as training to let me know if i even was worth considering twisted branch and Ontario Summit could have went horribly wrong, but there was no way that I was going to stop at the first loop. Like, yeah. my goal was not to run a half marathon and, and feel good at the end. My goal was, like, okay, you know, you're, the, whether you're crawling up the mountain on, on both hands, you're, you're still climbing up to the top and you're going to finish the race. Yeah. I mean, it, it amounts to... You know, nine and a half hours on feet in the last yeah, seven and a, days. Yeah, and a six-day stop at an aid station. Yeah, I mean, Ontario <laughs> Summit, I, I think, and... is a, you know, it's a, a race that needs, you know, that deserves a lot of attention for for something like that. A race where finishing the first loop is, you know, it's an accomplishment in its own right, and then the idea of having to go back out and kind of suffered through another one especially in the conditions that everybody had that day i absolutely love that it was set up that way yeah, i think it's an race i think when we went to the preview run we were like wait a minute you got to come out of the woods look at the finish line run back into the woods for four more miles and then get to the finish line and do it all again it really felt like a real to me that's a that's a total gut check thing yeah. like you're going to mail it in if you had a bad first loop after three, three and a half hours. That Well, that's cool because you still had three and three and a half hours of a really cool race on really technical trails. But, hey, if you if you want to go out and do it again, here it is, you know. Yeah, and I, th- I think that the way that 
you know, it was easy for that to be a goal race for people because of the way that the goose calendar is set up also with madness, which isn't a goose race, but in some ways it may as well be. Uh, you know, it's a third of a Mortnace yeah. race, and it's um, the, the timing was perfect from Sneaker to Madness to Ontario. Uh, so it was good for people to kind of, you know, that could be their, their goal marathon, and we talk about this all the time where... The marathon is, you know, it's easy to lose sight of the fact that people spend their entire lives training for a marathon or they're like, okay, I'm going to go do a marathon in, in 12, 16, 20 weeks and have this training plan and, you know, I did a marathon. But then at some point the marathon becomes, you know, the 5K uh, and suddenly, you know, you got to do 50 miles to feel like you really did something. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think is, is where some people are with something like Ontario at that point of the season or Sega for, you know, people that are training for ultras. Um, but I think, you know, down the road in the future, I think that's a, a race that's going to go, it's going to take off. And obviously it sold out in like 12 hours or something, inaugural year. Uh, yeah. And I think the, the interesting part about that is that it does, it does come at sort of the start of the long distance race season. Yeah, yeah. So you could very reasonably if if you have any any sort of base or experience running, you could very well the people that like to do two marathons a year, that that could be their marathon. That could be the one I mean, like for me, I I ran Sega Honda two years in a row. I I this year was probably the the best Sega Honda there's ever going to be. I mean, it was perfect, fifty degrees all day. I yeah. ran, I ran great. I ran. I disagree with that. I had the the race of my life. Next year, Sega Honda could very well be totally, completely miserable, mud, you know, pouring rain, blah blah blah. Um, Ontario Summit could be that for some other people. They could be like, I ran Ontario Summit last year. And I didn't have a great year. I want to go back and, yeah. you know, do it again. I think I can do better. Um, it Having those two marathons a week apart is gonna, going to have people shifting back and forth and, and making some choices, I think. Yeah, I'm, at this point, I'm, I'm curious now as to what I could, you know, after looking over the, the half marathon times and, uh, you know, wondering how fast could I do one loop. I so that's the doing one then. That's, so that's like a compelling thing for me to look at for next year. Like, should I just do a half? I don't like do it. I've, I've never taken the shorter option. <laughs> was, There's a longer option. Uh, I was going to say the exact same thing. Anytime I've ever signed up for a race and there's like 5K, 10K, yeah, 20, it's like, okay, which one? Go home. And yeah. now I'm like, man, I, you know, uh, could I do one loop and like, you know, my what my half road like Flower City SPR used to be. I don't even remember what it was the first time I did a, a road half, but you know, what if I could do that at, in Ontario? That would be pretty cool. Uh, these are things that I want to know about myself, and um, so I think next year that's probably what will end up happening with that. As much as it's like. I guess maybe I could just go and run the first half as hard as possible and just blow up hard and take fourth again, third, whatever it was, um, and watch Andrew Bucci qualify for Boston. <laughs> and a trail uh, marathon. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't... A 350 is... I mean, Mort said he smoked the course. Yeah. At, 
you know, I'm. I didn't think anybody would be sub four. I'd, I'd be willing to bet that his first half split would have won the half. I didn't look closely at it. Yeah, uh, I, I, I didn't track I but, down, but I. Um, but to do three to do three fifty, uh, I, I mean. I, I thought somebody would be near, you know, near four hours or something. But yeah. do you think that he's sitting there thinking, oh, I'll go back and do better next year? No, well, we had the, Mark and I had the conversation at the store like a week before. And I, you know, I was like, it'd be cool to go around four. I think, I think mm-hmm. Andrew will go sub four. And, you know, yeah. we determined that that would be impressive. I don't think anyone expected the conditions to be quite as shitty as they were. It was, right. you know, it was pretty insane. Uh, looking back on it, um, well, what, what was most interesting, I think, is it it got warmer throughout the day. Yeah. But if you finished under five, I mean, Laura, were you out there when you were out there when it started raining? Mm-hmm. Right. You were out there when it started. What time was like? Do you, did you check what time that was? It was like almost eight hours in. So yeah. we were like seven, seven and a half hours. Seven and a half hours. So there was only a few people that that went through the rain so it was warming up warming up i know at one point i had finished and i was like if i was running any longer i'd be yeah. i'd be a bit too hot climbing that hill i tend to um, think, i think that about a lot of races where i i finish and I, it's weird looking at this uh you know davin and i have these conversations about the uh the you know, when you when you finish your race and you're like you're you know, you sit there and you watch other people come through and it's it's awesome watching people, you know, finish races and, and put this effort in and make these, you know, awesome gains in their life and what do you wanna be? You know, I think about a hundred miler and I'm like, you know, I can't imagine any circumstance in which I would wanna be on my feet for more than twenty hours or twenty two or you know, twenty four, I'd probably just be like, you know, get the car let's get out of here uh but something like um ontario where you know people are out there and i've been done for a couple hours and it's just like you know it's so impressive watching people that have the 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 fortitude to to kind of tough it out and get that done and then but you know maybe i would do the same thing if i had to if i had to take so so you think that thing so you think Burning River, you get you you get to twenty three hours and fifty nine minutes. Yeah, I'll call it and, in. And yeah. you just that's it. You yeah, like, I mean it's like a hundred and three miles or something. So if yeah. I get to one hundred, yeah, just, you know, you just get me, uh, out, get me out whatever there. bail. I'm done. I quit. You know, do like uh, retired. I'll come up with some injury to complain about. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, just being hungry. Is, I could be is hungry. There could be, be hungry. No that's burritos a, on the course. That's an injury. <laughs> That's an injury. Great injustice. Uh, well, one of the the other cool thing I think about Ontario Summit that I really enjoyed was aid station one and three being the being the same aid station. I thought that was awesome. I think I, that was really I cool. Think having continuity in the people that you're seeing and yep. you didn't expect to see the same people a bunch of times was really cool. That was the number one thing that I thought. I mean, with with Scott McGee and with yeah. Laura being Got to there. See Laura like six times. Got to see Danielle Snyder. Who doesn't get happy when they see Daniel? <laughs> and that you know the that was it, that was really interesting because there was, and well I don't know for you you got to watch the whole race you got to watch the people rolling from aid one, and then you got to watch them where were they when they came mm-hmm. into aid three, 
you got to tell me that I was seven minutes behind Murtaugh at the, at the end with three miles to go. That was that was helpful. I mean, it started getting tricky when like the marathoners would come up the other end, and then we'd have to like take care of the half the half people coming up the other end. Right, because the half people were cruising, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that. So how was I mean, you were on your feet for eight hours mm-hmm. volunteering, and then the next day you you drive down to Ithaca. You don't go to bed till about midnight thirty, and then you wake up at four a.m. Two thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty. So so you get about two hours of sleep after volunteering in the hot sun all day, and you go run fifty miles. How was that? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was the temperatures were a little bit cooler for you, right? Yeah, like I never felt warm, but I only felt cold for like like really cold for an hour. The first hour? Or? No, when I was having a panic attack and yeah. dying. Like <laughs> mile, mile, 30, mile 30 to 40 around there? Sometime after 50K. Yeah. Yeah, I, remember, I got to watch her. There was like the little building. It was at the Trails Rock Aid Station. And I was kind of staked out on the side of the building, passing out. And I was like, I'll just sit here until she shows up. And, uh, you know... There she is coming down the hill, and I was like, yeah, she's, you know, not doing well. This sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's a feeling that, you know, everybody that does a 50-mile race goes mm-hmm. through, and you kind of get used to it. Uh, and it's yeah. not like there was ever any doubt that, you know, I wasn't like, oh, she's going to drop. It was just like... Did you happen to look at uh, Ryan Harrigan's pictures of Buttermilk Aid Station second time? Mm-hmm. Yep, I did. And yeah, I look real sad. <laughs> you, you, were, you were a little sad. An emotional low point. You were a little sad coming in, and you kind of like, you kind of pulled it together, and then immediately it kind of came apart again. Like, mm-hmm. and then, and then you, that's I believe when you took your gloves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it just takes someone like Bertrand to f- up putting gloves on. <laughs> And everybody gets better, yeah. you know. Um, well, yeah. and and you mentioned Danielle Snyder. And Danielle right? Snyder. And who comes who comes Sweet to the Sunday. rescue? Yeah. One of the keep you know the highlights of my 2014 Cayuga was you know the Trails Rock Aid Station. You got Mort, Egan, Danielle. You know people that really you know there's a you know it's uplifting when you run into them. Mm-hmm. It's not just like oh hey guys again. Uh, it's you know, there's a lot to be said for, for the capacity of the people volunteering at the aid station to actually push the people through the race. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was writing. That's exactly what I was writing in my blog post um, about Cayuga was there's there's something really cool about having experienced runners at, at, aid station. at the aid station. Somebody that, yeah. that just knows... Uh, you know, I mean, uh, any volunteer, right, props to them for coming out and helping out, you know. Um, but when you're staring after 36 miles and you're just staring at a table and and you're not really sure about anything, mm-hmm. they, they somebody always has, like, the innate ability to suggest the thing that you need. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean a lot of it has, it, it's the, the personality that goes along with it. It's like, you know, I look at myself and I'm not the right guy to be at an aid station like you know i think about you know laura's race which is more important to me you know conceivably than all of my races i you know i care more about that going well than i do about my own uh and i still probably had you know a fraction of the you know 
uplifting energy to give out yeah. that someone like well, Egan or Danielle or you know anyone yeah. else working there had to do. And you know, this, some people are really good at this stuff. Well, that's why we brought that's why we brought four people down. And that's why I bring more people, <laughs> yeah, because. You know, I see Laura, and it's just like, hey, you know, things are yeah. good. Hey, yeah, you're and doing the work you're supposed like to be the doing. Same person, because I think the day before that, I would see her at an aid station, and she'd be like, "Cool, yeah, here's whatever." <laughs> yeah. You're doing work. See okay, you later. great. Uh, what am yeah. I supposed to feel bad for you? You asked yeah. for this. But that's, that's. Well, I think it. I think it's interesting though, because that might be the thing that you need. You don't. You don't need somebody to coddle you at that point. You need somebody to go. Yeah, you look fine. Yeah. You know, right. who who knows? Like, not even saying anything, just uh, them being there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just a lot of, you know, a lot of that is, uh, and I, you know, there's some, I think that was a lot of, when I went to Texas to do Bandera, there was a lot of, um, you hit this new level of self-exploration when you're you're doing a race in, a, in like, a f***ed up part of the world where, like, I remember going to that race, I, I hitched a ride there with this dude that was running, and he was a... At amputee, he was missing a leg, and and he picked me up, and he was just like, "Yeah, let's start drinking." And I'm like, "Cool," in the truck, and he's like, "Yeah, we're in Texas, that's what we do." And I was like, Fuck, "Okay," um, and we drank the whole way there, and you know, he was this amazing guy, and he had this amazing spirit, and then I was like, you know, we wake up, he's doing the 50k, I'm doing the 100k. We slept in a tent next to the race director's trailer, which was just insanely loud uh no sleep at all and then we get up and go and i'm like suddenly i'm out in the you know the hill country in this town where half the people i ran into looked at me like you know let's kill that city kid uh and it was just you know i'm alone and i'm i'm going for you know 62 miles of hitting aid stations and not knowing people and not having anything really to like go by whereas every other race i'd been in it was like you know, I had a friend or a crew or, you know, something to, to kind of latch on to and pull me through it. You get to that weird, like, you, you kind of got to dig deeper down, I think, at that point where you're, you know, you're, you're finding new parts here. Yeah, um, and I, I think you also got to figure out why you're digging deeper down. Because yeah. I think for Sega Honda, you know, which is... Um, this year was uh, you guys were there at every checkpoint, right? Yeah. So, so all I had to do was I knew I'm I'm running less than an hour at some points, and there's going to be some people hanging out. Well, mm-hmm. I wonder how fast I could get there, you know? Like, yeah. and as soon as I get there, I, I won't be tired anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think about like uh, Ontario Summit and having aid station one and three was cool because you you know same thing laura and scott are there that's really neat um but there's that idea that you don't want to disappoint the person that's waiting for you and you want to show them that you're having fun in a way and like you're all there together um did you have a similar thing at like cayuga or was it just you were just running and you kind of hoped that people were there oh well i didn't expect you to be like every single aid station like yeah. There and back, and both times. Just getting it done, making it happen, yeah. you know? So, like, after a while, like, I knew you'd be there, and, like, I looked forward to it. We almost missed, <laughs> we almost had a situation trying to follow live tracking where we would have missed you for the entire day. Yeah. And there was, like, oh, something yeah. in my gut that was just, like, you know, we were at the underpass, and, you know, it was in a weird, like, gray area where you could have gone through, 
but you could also not have gone through. And I was like, I don't think she went through yet. And we were like, live tracking said she went through like way long ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, we're, we're kind of like, okay, let's get back in the car and leave. And we got back in the car. And I was like, I just don't feel like she went through yet. Yeah. And I saw Mark coming back up the trail. And I was like, I'm going to go ask Mort. And I ran up there. And and Mort was like, no, you know, they're, we, you know, everything seems to be like pushed up a bit so that, mm-hmm. you know, people in the live tracking are not quite where they say they are. And I was like, and then like five minutes later, you came through. And I, yeah. I think of how close we were to of just jumping onto the system where we would have been bouncing around to the wrong aid station all day. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, it's a good thing you sat in that creek for a little while, mm-hmm. or else yeah. we, or else we might, <laughs> it might have happened. But same thing happened to uh, Dobbin's dad, right? Yeah, he was yeah. Well, I mean, it. we're sitting there, and he's like, suddenly comes out, and he's like, I don't have my setup ready. <laughs> Which, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then, but then he popped open the container of potatoes. So off they went. Potatoes right? and yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, it is interesting um, to have. Like the you know you always talk about running being a solitary thing, and at times it is, but I think in races when you're working your butt off and you see people around, it's really cool to see people yeah, that's nice you know there's sometimes I've run races faster just because I wanted to run with the people I knew that were faster yeah. than me i have done that before, yeah, I've been doing that a lot lately <laughs> so um next, I guess the the you know. Those are those are the um, things behind us, but I guess ahead of us is the uh, Webster Trail Classic, right? Like that's yes, the next. There's a, a race on Saturday. Yeah, which uh, an this, Frank race. It might be past. It might be past news by the time this comes out, but yeah. Um, Laura, you're going to be volunteering there. I'll be volunteering or. Doing something, <laughs> taking up space. Volunteer to drink, <laughs> and uh, I have to do a workout there, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I was gonna race. I, you know, I sat there and watched time expire, and then fell asleep, and then woke up, and time had expired. Uh, but you know, it's probably for the better. I did a similar thing for um, sneaker, waiting for registration to open, fell asleep, yeah, and you can't wait on a sneaker. Well, luckily, I got up at about There's six a.m. No way, and I, I got in at six a.m. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, there's another trail race that day on the, you know, what is it, the tenth or something. Uh, the same day as as Webster. There's the Mall. Menden Mahler Mall is. It's the eighth. The eighth. The eighth. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know who's running Mahler. I uh, actually I'm haven't not sure spent. If it's leached any of the the talent from from Webster. Uh, well, or if Webster's leached any of talent from Webster, Mahler. Yeah, I know I that mean, both of them seem to be at capacity. Uh, yeah. Which is awesome. I mean, that means there's, what, 350 people that wanted to race yeah. the trails in, in Rochester that day, so... And I think that's, I mean, and if you're not ready to do a half marathon, that's Mahler's 4, 8, and 12. Yeah. Of course, the 12 is climbing, but, yeah, I mean, what what better can you ask for is two full, two full trail races in the middle of June. Yeah, pretty outstanding, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot to be said for, you know... I. Maybe I've just not noticed it because I haven't done a lot of shorter stuff until this year. I've kind of been neglecting that stuff since I was, you know, when I first started running, it was a lot of dirt cheap and snow cheap, and that stuff was always really fun, and then it turned into just only doing things that were like 50K or uh, more. Um, And then this year it kind of shifted, and suddenly things like, you know, sneaker 
was an amazing race first time out there uh, madness is still i think one of the best trail races in the area um and then you know the half at ontario the full option I, I think there's just all these really good shorter races if we can call a half marathon a shorter race or you know 10 miles or eight miles or 12 or whatever you know got to keep the re- got to keep the respect for the distance yeah i'm just you know it's so great to be uh living and running in a place where there's there's so many options all the time we have so many great organizations that put on all of these races but by the way laura kicked us at cayuga in case anybody didn't know that she did very proud yeah 15th overall 15th woman actually the results say 14th 14th woman see kicked 57th, 57th overall. Yeah, I right. was like, I'll, I'll get it right I, next I think time. I was like the 10th female overall. <laughs> the Maybe the roundtable was more um, Mike and I with uh, Laura keeping us on track and making sure we didn't get off uh, off the path. Um, but. We're going we're gonna to try to get Laura back for a one-on-one conversation to talk about uh, her ridiculous performance at Cayuga Trails. So stay tuned for that. Um, and now uh, our interview with Scott McGee. So you've had a, uh, you've had a pretty busy spring, though, right? Haven't you? Uh, I have. I really have. Um, you know, I, I have my real job, you know, that, that pays the bills and things, and then um, and then certainly the Twisted Branch has been, uh, you know, a huge part of the outside of work time. Um, just a lot of things going on. And it's, it's really, it really started back in, I think, December. Um, and maybe I could even say it started even uh, the fall of 2014, you know, even preparing, um, you know, what I needed to do even to have the agreement to launch it and say, okay, this is the date and it's a live date and I can start signing people up. So it's... Um, it's been, but certainly the spring has been a little bit busier now when uh, you're getting down to the nitty gritty on the logistics of how we're going to, you know, pull the race off and make it, make it a real reality. Yeah. I think actually I signed up December 6th. So yeah. That, that was the date that I registered. And, um, it, it felt to me like you had, by the time you had opened it up, you had to have it, what, at least a year of planning into this thing. I actually went back and looked at my first email with uh, Dick Hubbard, who's the executive director of the FLT, where I kind of officially said, this is what I'd like to do. And it was March 17th, 2013. Wow. St. Patrick's Day. What a, what a great day for a huge undertaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's really when it began, you know, really starting with them, um, and their organization. I mean, it's their trail. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a, it, I knew it was going to take time to build that relationship and really talk to them. And, and I never really knew whether it was going to, you know, which way it was going to go. Um, but, you know, every day that went by and every conversation we had and every meeting we had, it, it just, you could feel kind of the momentum building. And um, I just had a meeting with the um, town supervisor, the town of Urbana, where we're going to be finishing up. And he said to me, don't bring up the Twisted Branch to anybody from the FLT because they'll talk your ear off. They're so excited about it. They're, they're in love with this. They think it's the greatest thing. Um, so it's just so great to hear that feedback, you know, through a third party like that after, um, you know, where we started, where 
they weren't really aware that people were trail running on the Finger Lakes trails. They, they had so no idea that people ran? Not from a board standpoint. Um, they really just didn't understand, you know, they didn't realize it. And, you know, in just a quick, you know, Google search, I said, you know, go look. I mean, you could find probably 20 races right now that are available now, right? That you could go and run in some section of the trail. And uh, I got an email one from one of their board members saying, you know, he was, I don't know if it was somewhere just surprised and appalled that part of the uh, instructions on the race site was actually talking about following the white FLT markers, you know, and I, 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 I just, I remember being so, so surprised, you know, I don't know. I loved his response in the sense that I just, it's amazing how they didn't know it, I guess, you know, and how they, they didn't know how much people love the trails and how much trail running has grown. Um, and, and how much, I mean, I think trail running too, I mean, not to get into that whole conversation, but I think trail running has grown and it's never really become bigger than its own shoes. You know, it's really, it's stayed, you know, really, I think true to where it was, you know, even 20 years ago. I mean, I don't think that, you know, there's very few tra trail races. I think that you've got 5,000 people, like you know, like you see with some of the road 5Ks um, that are around. Um, and so I think they've realized that you know this is a whole other aspect of of people that come and and can use and enjoy the trail. But um, yeah, it's definitely been a, a long road with them. Um, but we had government involved. We had legal um, assistance come on board and help do some research for us. Um, to try to help win the argument, you know, because there were certain aspects or certain portions of their organization that um, were sort of adamant that, you know, they don't think this should happen. Right. Some of the, so it, interestingly, there were people that didn't know that it was happening. And then there are other people that once they found out, didn't want it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they so really were. Now that you've told us about this new thing, you guys should stop doing it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and they're, they were really leaning on uh, the general obligations law, which is a law that basically protects private landowners who encourage people to use their property. Um, so it's pretty popular up in the Northeast just because there's a lot of um, space that's open, that's owned by, you know, privately. And, you know, everybody wants to encourage people to be able to get outside and use it. Right. And um, there are only a certain list, list of activities that are approved on the general obligations law, trail running, running, racing, any of those things that you would think um, are not listed. Um, and the law is like, I don't know, 30 years old. Um, and I've got to a point where we actually found a, um, there's been a last, I think it's almost six years old now, there's a pending amendment saying that we should update this, we should modernize this language and include things that, you know, people now do on trails and in open spaces and things like that. And um, it's, it was a very interesting process. There's actually a lot of opposition to not opening, uh, or, you know, allowing that amendment to go through. And, um, it was right about that time, um, that I think the relationship, personal relationship, I think really started to gel with the FLT. And I think they started seeing the reality of, of who I was and, you know, I wasn't, you know, just trying to fool around and I wasn't, you know, I was going to take this seriously. And, um, so we, we met and I think they realized that, you know, I was going to, I was going to have the right insurance policy, um, runners were going to have the right weight. They're going to sign the right, you know, waiver, uh, release of liability, um, you know, and, and we were going to approach all the right organizations in the community and do this right. And not just kind of, you know, try to, you know, wing ding it and, you know, cross our fingers for the best. So, wow. um, so and I, so 
So I have to ask you, I mean, this, you sent the letter on St. Patrick's Day to undertake, um, I don't know, uh, two years worth of work. Um, were, were you drunk? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, it was something that had been in the back of my mind. Um, I was trying to find on the roster running boards, uh, this forum, people, somebody posted, um, you know, I do what, what would be a good idea for a new race. And at the time I had, um, really just gotten back into running, but what I'd been doing is I, I was hiking on the Bristol Hill branch trail. I'd, um, uh, my, my, we, I actually organized three different hikes on it, you know, end to end or some large section of it where we do it over the course of two days. And it never really occurred to me, you know, when I did it, that I could try to run it. But two of the times we had, somebody had malfunctioning shoes or blisters or they couldn't continue. And, uh, and so I ended up running a lot of it, uh, just to try to go get the car and come back and get this person. And, and this is just friends. I mean, this isn't anything really organized, but, um, you know, once I started running, um, I, I, you know, I had this, it just popped into my head. And so I posted on the board, this would be a great idea. Somebody should organize this race. It's a 50 miler or 54 miler, but somebody should do this. And the immediate response on the board was that would be epic, but no way. There's just too many logistics. It would be too hard. And in a way like that, that immediate response just kind of stuck with me a little bit, sort of me kind of being defiant and saying, well, no, there must be a way, you know, it would just take this and this and this. And so I definitely started thinking about it. And, and then I realized the next best thing I should do is I should try to run it. Um, and so that was in two, the summer of 2011. I, um, I'd never run a marathon before. Um, so I just bought a map from the FLT and planned um, and planned and trained and, and went out and, and ran it. Um, and that's, that's when it really started to sink in, you know, something I knew that, uh, so I guess I was drunk. It was just drunk off of, you know, trail running, which I'm sure you can relate to, you know, you just, it's so easy to fall in love with an experience or a trail and, um, you know, it just has a kind of that lasting effect on you. Yeah. And it just, I, I think, you know, when, when you announced the race, it was a, a very similar sort of, um, I guess, I guess reaction to it. Uh, as soon as you announced it, I, I, I've never run a 50 K, you know, and, um, I've run trail marathons. Uh, but I, I said to my wife, I said, um, imagine if one day I could run from Bristol all the way down Canandaigua Lake over to Keuka Lake, all the way down to Hammondsport. And she's like, uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And I go, yeah, but that's when we drive through that area we're we're the Sunday drivers, you know, we're the ones that go, Oh, we should go here. Oh, look at that over there. Oh, let's stop and take pictures here. And, and to be able to say, you know, um, I have the opportunity to, to run this whole thing in a, in a supported and organized manner. Um, yeah, let, let's do that. You know? So I, I maybe thought about it for, I don't know, I'd say an hour and then I'm like, okay, how could I actually get myself ready to do this? But I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, I haven't stopped thinking about it since December. You know, it was basically, that was going to be my 2015 was running Twisted Branch. And and I think there is something about that area that's pretty intoxicating. And it's not only to New Yorkers, you know, it's, there's a lot of people that when you talk about the Finger Lakes area and stuff, they just get you know, they get excited. Yeah. And I think, um, and I think, uh, I mean, I mean, there's so many great areas as you know, but I think, you know, that was part of it as well, you know, just 
being able to come to the Naples area or come to the Hammondsport area um, alone, I think is, is, a, I mean, there's just, it's a great place to be in the summer, so many things to do. And, and, and then you, you add this event and you add the fact that a lot of, you know, I was hoping that people would come from, you know, all over, not just New York, but even the Northeast or beyond and, um, you know, experience the trail and experience, you know, what I experienced, but then, you know, get, you know, get, get things that are beyond the event as well in the, you know, um, it's kind of like the ancillary benefits of being around the lakes and being around that area. And, um, and so I thought that, and that definitely factored in, you know, it was sort of a, uh, kind of a freebie, if you will, to throw in at the end that, um, you know, Oh, by the way, you're in this really beautiful area and it's not, uh, you know, it's not the West, it's not the Grand Canyon. It's not, it doesn't have that kind of a, a beauty to it. It's different. I think it's more subtle, but, um, it's more you know, rugged. I, I, Let's I, just say it, it's, it's a yeah. more rugged beauty. Yes, Absolutely. Chiseled, chiseled beauty. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have never organized. Have you organized any other races previous to this? No, I'm a first-time race director. <laughs> you, oh, you, you sure you weren't drunk when you decided? <laughs> this is amazing. To, to, okay, so you're going to do a point-to-point, 100K, go through two years of convincing what is it 170 property owners it's uh 124 private land 24 property owners that you're going to have a couple hundred people run through their backyards um yeah. and that will and that will all behave and um will take care of the area and um i i think that's amazing to be able to take on that kind of thing and i do think it's going to be um, something that people talk about for a very long time. I hope so. I hope so. It's something, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very personal to me, you know, but it's not in a, a way where, um, you know, it's, it has anything really to do with me. It's just, it's, um, I, I, it's sort of like, I want the trail to stand for itself more than anything. You know, I hope that that's what they're, they walk away talking about. It's, it's kind of fine. Even as I'm kind of still in the planning of, you know, how do I pull this, not how I pull it off, but how do I present it? You know, what's the support going to feel like? How, how much trail marking, how little that kind of thing is trying to strike that balance of, I want the trail to be the lasting thing. You know what I mean? And not the food at the aid stations. You know, certainly I don't want to leave, have anybody, you know, get lost or not have the kinds of things that, you know, somebody would require an aid station. But I don't know if you know what I mean, where I'm, I'm really trying to, you know, keep it as, uh, as, as bare as possible or, or as kind of as raw as possible of an experience. Um, or at least make that seem that way anyways. Um, certainly I'm not, you don't want to have it like an orienteering race where there's a flag no. every couple miles. Um, but at, mm-hmm. at the same time you want it accessible so that people can join in and people can participate. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, um, and I'm probably exaggerating a little bit when I say that, but it, it is sort of the feel I'm going for. You know, I really, I want people to kind of walk away, uh, you know, really getting a feel for the area and the trail, not, wow, that was amazing finish line food or, you know, look at my t-shirt. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Although you, you do have a pretty kick logo though. So I mean, well, people, people so that, are already talking about that. <laughs> that's uh that was a collaboration. Um, with uh, a tree that is sitting near my house. Um, and so I had done some initial artwork and I had done a bang up job for what I can do. And, um, 
there's a local artist I actually went to high school with him. I've known him for a very long time, and he's an art school teacher over at Bloomfield. His name's Andy Redout. So he's got a website. He does sketches and paintings. He's really super talented, and um, he uh, he did the logo, um, and I think I traded him some golf balls for it because uh, he's big. He's out of you know all the things. He said, I really love golfing, and these are my favorite golf balls. So I thought he did a, a fantastic job. I think I might have actually met slash sort of tangentially known Andy in college. Okay. I, I think one of my friends, Jeremy, I think had friend Andy read out. I think so. But anyways, the name's very familiar to me. Was he, yeah, he was uh, in the Rochester area, right? Yeah. I think he lives in Canandaigua. Yeah. I, you know, it's a nice Small name world. he's got there regardless. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he did a fantastic job and, um, yeah, it was pretty clear as we were kind of doing different rendition, renditions. This one just kept on standing out. We made some final tweaks, and and uh, it's funny how logo can really kind of set the tone. And I thought this really, really echoed. And I think he did a great job. Just took time to listen to me and kind of listen to me to kind of talk about what my vision was, and uh, really nailed it. Yeah, it's pretty hot. I love it. Um, so you were talking about, you know, you, you wanted it to be a success and you were hoping that people from outside of the area sort of get in it. Uh, and I know that, you know, it was, there was slow to sign up, you know, in the beginning in the winter and stuff, there was maybe a couple 20 something people signed up right at one point. But now have you found that as we're getting into the spring and maybe, you know, now we're 11 weeks out that people are feeling more confident about training plans. Is the, is the signups picking up? How's that? How are you feeling about that? Well, um, you know, I had done a lot of research just on what first year ultras were able to do and, you know, what, what they did five years ago and then what did like ultras in the last, you know, last couple of years do for first year. And, um, so I kind of had my expectations where I want to sell out, you know, but at the same token, um, you know, I knew the reality is two people might sign up or 10 people. So, um, I, I so right now I'm, I, we're still low from a, from a, a selling out standpoint. I think we're, we're just under 60 runners now. Um, but I think that's phenomenal. Um, you know, I think I, I'm I, Jeff Darling. Uh, I always remember that name. He's a local Rochester guy. First person to sign up, signed up within minutes. I feel like, um, and so it's, uh, it's good. I mean, I, and, and part of it honestly is, is sort of a blessing in disguise, um, in that, um, a smaller field lets me get a little practice, I guess, as a race director. And, um, uh, I think to a certain extent, uh, helps with some of the logistics on the day. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, w- I was happy with one and I'm, you know, even happier with the number we're at now. Um, we do have, we did have a couple of new registrations in the last week or so. Um, and I have had, uh, a number of, you know, I, I get a lot of questions, a lot of interest. Um, and so, you know, and I do what I can to sell the race and, you know, pitch it as a good thing, but there's been some people that, um, I felt in my conversations, this probably isn't a good fit for you this year. Um, and sort of not talked them out of the race, but, you know, was kind of honest with them. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to set somebody up for failure or injury or, you know, and, or, or, or tell them something that, you know, isn't really true about it. Cause this, this is a tough course. That's for sure. Yeah. But at the same time, you, you want to wait a couple of years before you're known as the toughest hundred K in the area. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so one of the other things that, um, 
we were talking about, I think you were, we saw each other at Ontario Summit, right? So yeah, you haven't had a whole lot of chance to, um, well, I don't know how much, you've been running a little bit, right? Getting yourself out there, but you've also got a full-time job. You've got uh, Twisted Branch, which is a part-time job. And then you found time to just come and volunteer at a race all day? Yeah. Um, so that one, um, so that was a, um, a real special race um, that I wanted to really, I, I would have loved to run it. I'm not in the shape I want to be in to, to do that race. Um, <clears throat> but I had been working with the Goose Adventure team. Um, actually, they approached me, um, you know, more and um, they were, you know, they didn't want to come out with that race this year. They felt like they were stepping on my toes. And I, th- you know, of course they did that. It's a great bunch of guys put on a ton of terrific races. I mean, I'm, I'm a goose fan all the way. And, um, but it was actually a really well-timed, uh, ask because, because they were on the FLT trail. Um, you know, I helped, uh, I guess, bridge some, uh, relationships for them. Um, you know, and Mort's given me a ton of credit, probably more than I deserve, but, um, I was able to kind of just make sure that, and, and, you know, sell them in the right way, um, and tell them that these guys are going to run a top notch event and they should also be allowed to run a trail race, you know, with your blessing on your private landowner's property this year as well. And so it, at first, um, I was really nervous about it. And then, it, you know, then it, it became, it was, it actually was great. I mean, it ended up being great and, um, the feedback from the event was great and, um, uh, so we've had some great, so I just, I really, I was really happy for them. There's no way that I feel like they were stepping on my toes. It's just a, di- it's a different event. It's a different race director. It's a different distance or distances for that matter. And, um, you know, so I wanted to give more to more. I, I'll, I'm, I love helping them out. I think they do a fantastic job, like I said, but I think the other thing too, for me is, um, for me as a volunteer to race like that, um, even watching you, Chris, uh, I caught you pretty late in the day when I was doing some of the course sweeping and, um, it is so inspiring. I mean, from, um, from, from the guy, I can't remember, uh, I think his first name is Andrew. I can't remember, uh, but he that was just crushing that course in first place. Yeah, right. Andrew, and Andrew Bucci. Yeah. Yeah. Did an un- unbelievable job. Um, and then, but then you see the people I, I ran, uh, Michael Vallone in at the end and I am, uh, you know, where I'm at in my training right now, coming back from kind of an injury that I've been um, recovering from now for longer than I sh- should have been. But at any rate, um, it's so inspiring. Like, it's just, I, I, it just it makes me want to, you know, work harder and do the drills I need to do and get, get better and get back out there. It just makes me so hungry. And, um, you know, I know someday I'm going to hit an aid station and I'm just going to be so grateful that there's going to be somebody there to ask me the question that I needed to ask. Are you thirsty? Do you need something filled? Right. I mean, and so, you know, all those things are, um, you know, the reasons it just makes it a no brainer, um, you know, go out and hang out with a bunch of runners and get inspired and pay back to the community. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's payment in full. Yeah, it was, it was really cool to have you out there, you know, coming in and I love the Ontario summit setup. I I'm sure it was really hectic for the volunteers, but having that same aid station be both one and three, just like you said, I loved coming through. And each time there was um, Amy was there and Danielle and Laura mm-hmm. and then yourself, like coming through when you're when you're sweating three hours, four hours into a race to 
to have a friend of yours say, hey, you know, it looks like you need a salt tablet. Why, why don't you have <laughs> one of these? You know, that's extremely helpful. And, and like you said, I, I, to also be able to see some of the other people that are out there, you know, the way the switchbacks worked. Um, you look over and your, your friend is working just as hard as you, you know, and that's a, it's pretty inspiring to go, okay, we're, we're getting through this together. Um, I, I think the Ontario summit for me was a perfectly placed race. You know, my strategy was I'm going to try to run Sega Honda and Ontario summit in a week. That's, that's two marathons within, within seven days that, that lets me know if I'm, actually ready for something like twisted branch you know so it was it was perfect placement for me else else i'd have to be out with those fools running rothrock tomorrow <laughs> also probably a good test for uh, for twisted branch and then some i'm sure but uh, no i would agree i think um i think it was a well placed in the calendar um and uh yeah i think like i said i think they were so graciously concerned about stepping on my toes and putting an event, you know, really right where my starting line will pretty much be as well. Um, but no, not at all. I think it was a, a fantastic event and I was glad they were able to, to pull it off. Yeah. They did a great job. Yeah. I think it was awesome. And then, you know, of course to, to have the custom to custom growler at the end for the marathon finishers was pretty classy move too, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But pretty typical with the, uh, the goose adventure racing guys. Yeah. Always thinking outside the box. And, yeah. And off the course and the path. <laughs> um all right. Well so that sort of brings us up to this week conveniently. Um what do you what do you got going forward for the next the next month or so? Um well I've got my um I've got my backlog of to do items um that i I basically have scheduled out right up to the day of the event and I seem to be adding things quicker than I can remove them. But um, so right now it's um, we'll be uh, working on, well, I'll give you a little bit of logistics background and then I'll, I'll tell you what, what else is going on as well. But so we're uh, finalizing up our permit with the Department of Transportation, um, which I mean, that it's it's late in the game to be finalizing it. But at the same time, it was they have a permit process for first time multi-county speed contest that is uh, extremely lengthy. Um, and they warned me about it. So they've been really good to work with and. Um, we're just finalizing, finalizing that up, but you know, you cross 40 road, cross 40 roads. Um, there's a lot of information that you need to, um, that you need to uh, worry about. And then the, um, let's see, what else am I working on? That's kind of big. I think right now it's more of uh, we're working on safety, you know, actual safety execution. Um, and so we're meeting with all the local County sheriffs and some of the Finger Lakes trails groups, uh, and ambulance crews to kind of just go over the course uh, schedule of events, um, you know, basically just kind of run down the whole thing with them. So we'll be doing that in a couple of weeks down in Hammondsport. Um, and then it's all the little stuff, the minute details, the stuff you can't figure out until it's time to figure them out. And, um, and that's kind of where the fun stuff comes in. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and they, uh, and then, you know, we've got a couple preview runs coming up. Um, we've got one in a couple of weeks, two weeks, I think on, is it uh, June 20th um, and we're going to try to hit the southern piece of the course, probably do about 10 miles, although I think there's a group that's going to kind of double that. And so hopefully we can try to coordinate and meet up with them. And then we'll have one uh, in early July. We'll avoid the holiday week, but we'll also be doing a, a preview run there. 
and try to tackle a piece of course that, um, you know, just a piece of the course that a lot of people from the Rochester area and uh, that probably wouldn't otherwise go park their car and go try out um, some phenomenal, phenomenal trails and really in a way so accessible. Um, so looking forward to, uh, to doing those and seeing some of the familiar faces and letting people kind of get an idea of, um, you know, what they're in store for. Yeah. And that, that's what interests me most is really trying to, uh, I, I, I'm a big preview run guy. I'd love to get out and I'd see the course as many times as I possibly can. Um, so when there's 64 miles of it, it makes it a, makes it a little bit challenging. Of course, you know, if you, if you have the maps and you know, the Finger Lakes area, um, and you've been out there a couple times, you can sort of piece it together with runs that you've done, but um, yeah, I think I think there's going to be a lot of interest in the preview runs. A lot of people are going to want to see them. Yeah, it's difficult to to kind of do it by yourself or with just a you know you because because it's a point to point, right? It's uh, you know you can go out and do a ten mile day, but if you're doing out and back, you've only seen five miles of a sixty you know sixty three mile course. It's um, it's tough to do that. Um, so we've had, I did, uh, sort of a pseudo preview run with a couple, uh, guys a couple weeks ago. I, you know, I apologize, Chris, we, you weren't able to make it that day, but, um, I got a lot of really good feedback. Um, in fact, uh, the one gentleman, uh, you know, Dan Ostrander kept on saying, man, this is a really tough course, man, this is a really tough course. Um, beautiful, loved it, but he kind of put things in perspective, um, for me, just, to not underestimate how, how difficult this might be for people. Uh, Cause the, the, you know, going back to your comment earlier about the rugged landscape, these trails are, are rugged. These are not, um, uh, they're not groomed park trails. Yeah. And I think, uh, Lesher said to me, um, there's no place to really stretch your legs. <laughs> you know, you're this, you're not running this. He goes, this is going to be a, a tough, beautiful 10 mile stretch right here. So yeah, we're we're looking. We're all happy that you extended that cutoff time. Is is I guess the uh, the short the short story there. <laughs> yeah, I had um, yeah. I am. I, I it took me a while to realize that, and that run with uh, Dan and Mike really kind of set that you know in my mind for sure. And I called up some friends and did some more research, and it was actually something I had put together you know, a long time ago, really. Um, and I'd never really visit, revisited it. it. And, um, so it, it took a little bit of backtracking with a few of my, um, you know, the organizations I had permits set up with and agreements set up with. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they completely understood. Um, and you know, I, it, uh, you know, testament to how, how really accepting and excited every, really everybody I talked to is, uh, about the race and, you know, the, you know, people coming in from out of town and people, I mean, even just, they consider people from Rochester as out of town. And, um, I think everybody agrees that if you're going to experience it, I mean, this is just a fantastic way to experience it and really, you know, an intimate way to experience, you know, the territory in the area. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so, uh, you know, we're coming up, we got 11 weeks left and you, you talked about your to-do list and stuff. And if there are people that are, that are interested, um, and they got some extra time on their hands or something, what are there things that people can do to help you? Um, are there, are there things that you need that, you know, maybe, maybe someone can lend a hand or are you looking for specific types of volunteers or any kind of assistance in any way that people can pitch in? 
Yeah. So one of the things I'm actually just finishing up, uh, I'm doing some more business travel this week, but um, I'm finishing up my um, volunteer schedule, if you will. Um, so I've really tried to identify all the different roles I need on the race day and divide them up by two and a half hour shifts so that I'm not trying to overcommit or, you know, have you know too large of expectations of anybody. And um, so we're looking for volunteers for people that have no experience that just want to help at uh, road crossings or help with aid stations, um, uh, you know, aid station captains. Um, I've got a few really great people that have stepped up and, and wanted to help out. And um, but I will take, uh, you know, I love I think runners are great aid station uh, people just because they, they, you know, they tend to know what you're not thinking of or they tend to know what you need and they know what you need before you've even approached. So um, things like that. Um, course sweepers is another thing I'm looking for people that would be interested in running sections. Um, and um, so I've got a lot of information about that, a lot of different options I'm going to try to present people with. So it's not, I'm not feeling like, uh, or don't, you're, nobody's feeling like they have to be overcommitted. It doesn't necessarily have to be a 12 hour day. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably where I'm at mostly. And if, I mean, if people really want to get involved, um, yeah, I'm absolutely, I'm definitely open to, um, however people are, you know, wanting to get involved. It's been, um, it's been pretty much me, my wife and, uh, a few, uh, con- consultants, I'll call them, you know, some, some people that have given me guidance and kept me on the course and have acted as my guardrails. Um, and, uh, and so I, I have a feeling that, you know, as time goes on and as people start to experience the event, I think, I think that'll really change and people will really want to, you know, I'm hoping anyways, that's my, my vision is that people really want to start to, uh, tie themselves to the event and help kind of build it and, uh, help it to, uh, kind of exist for a long time in the area. And, but anyways, and with the, I was going to just, how should they get a hold of, what should they do, um, in order to contact you if they want to help out? So until I get the uh, volunteer website up, which will help me kind of just fill the schedule out and they'll be able to kind of look at what jobs are open at what time periods and they can sign up for what they want to sign up for. The easiest way is just on the website. There's an email form that you can fill out and that email comes right to me and, um, and there, it's right on the volunteer page of the website. Um, and, uh, you know, and that email is in just, it's smcgee at twistedbranchtrailrun.com. Um, so either way, um, they can they can reach out if they've got ideas they've got time they want to help in any way yeah absolutely all right cool um what else you got anything good um no i'm uh i'm i'm just hoping i'm in shape for that first preview run um or yeah. i'll put that let me put it a different way i'm in shape to run 10 miles i'm hoping i'm in the same shape as the people that have signed up to do the preview run uh, i have a, most of the people that signed up are are in midst of their 90 day trail or twisted branch training and uh, I'm going to guess are uh, raring to go to see the course. And so I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll be able to keep up with you guys that day. Yeah. We're, but, uh, we're going to need, we're going to need a, a guide, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. So hopefully I'm not, uh, I won't, then I will, in that case, I'll hopefully I'm not uh, slowing you up too much, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, ex- I'm excited to get out there with, with uh, the local runners and the people have signed up and some familiar faces and some people I'll be meeting for the first time. So um, you know, I think more than anything, I, I think as the day goes on, the days go on, I, I just get more and more excited. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll wake up and have five more ideas. I'm, I'm constantly adding notes and thoughts and things like that. But as, as busy as it is, or as much as there is to do, I, uh, I never lose sight of how really just excited I am to have the opportunity to do this. And, and the fact that it's, it's so close to reality, it's, um, you know, it's, it's just been really a, a, a really big positive experience for me. 
I just had this vision of like this tattered spiral bound notebook, like, you know, 10 years from now being like, this is the first notebook that McGee made during his twisted branch. You know, I can, I I think of it as like song lyrics almost in a way. I do have a, I do have that. I mean, I think really this idea was born on, on the first time I ran it. Uh, my daughter, we were in Disneyland and my daughter had a double ear infection. And so that's, that's when I actually first pulled out the map and I scratched my splits and where I wanted my, my dad and my wife to meet me. And, um, that's about as close to that as I can get. I've also got my, you know, spreadsheet, you know, scratch down pencil and paper type, uh, splits when I ran the course both times. So I use that a lot. That's kind of my reference data for, you know, how fast can people run on this? And I'm not a fast runner. Uh, I'm a middle of the pack guy. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's definitely not as pretty as that. It's a, it is a, an enormous backlog spreadsheet built into, uh, software development sprints almost where I'm, uh, expected to try to get some things done every couple of weeks. And, um, so it's, it's nothing that I don't think anybody can frame. I'm not, a, I'm not big on paper I'm, and I'm so tied to my computer these days. So, so, so Scott McGee is agile is what we're saying, huh? <laughs> that's, 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 what we're, that's what we're saying. Nice. And, and you hold the FKT for the Twisted Branch Trail right now. For the, for the, well, technically I don't. Um, when I, I ran the Bristol Hill Branch Trail, I ran the Bristol Hill Branch Trail. And that's really where the Twisted Branch got its name is. The, the Bristol Hills uh, Trail is a branch trail of the Finger Lakes main trail. And so you, the runners, everybody that signed up is going to run the Bristol Hill Branch Trail. But we added a twist at the end. Um, and that twist is the extra, you know, what is it, eight miles or whatever it is to get to the finish line. Um, so you'll be, that's, that is how the, the Twisted Branch name came to be. Wow. Yeah. And I've, I've run part of those eight miles and I am, I am so looking forward to winding stair road. That's, that's <laughs> well, the, the, now winding stair road is uh, almost been, there's only maybe a hundred yards now left of it. We've cut that out and we are working with the town of Urbana and Finger Lakes trails. And we're putting in a brand new trail with some nice switchbacks, another uh, little ditch we got to run through. And uh, we're going to spit out literally right across the street from the finish line now. Um, and that's all that work is, uh, being done as we speak. In fact, I was just down in Hamsport, um, last week, uh, on last Friday and we were, we were planning out, uh, you know, where the trailhead was going to come out. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I totally ran all the way down winding stair road. <laughs> I've done it a couple of times myself. It is, it was, it is tough. I, I can imagine at the end of ultra that would have been, uh, it was going to be brutal on your quads. Yeah. I think you would have had to have a net at the bottom, a net and a, a net and a spatula. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's, you know, we, we've all learned a little something today. <laughs> as, as people know, this is the first episode and we have huge stuff to talk about. So, um, I really appreciate you uh, taking a chance on me. I don't know. I think this is a great idea. And, uh, I think there's, like you said, I think there's a lot to talk about in the, in the running community here and I'm looking forward to listening to future shows. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, Scott. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me, Chris. And that'll wrap up our first episode of the Running Inside Out podcast. Really hope you enjoyed it. Since this is a new podcast, uh, I'm really interested in your feedback. I'd like to incorporate everyone's ideas to make this 
show as high quality as our running community. So please head out to the website at runninginsideoutpodcast.com. Click the feedback link and drop a line. Um, whether you think it did great, whether we can improve something, whether we can um, certain parts that were your favorite, uh, or somebody that you think I should have on the show, you know that's uh, I want to hear all of those things. Um, if you like the show and you want to make sure you catch the next one, uh, the best way is to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Um, you can also like us on Facebook. Just search for Running Inside Out Podcast. And lastly, you can follow us on Twitter at Run Inside Out. I hope to have some cool stuff coming out there soon. Thanks for listening, and remember, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.